Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Yong Su Chung, the host of the First Class Founders Podcast, a serial entrepreneur and a growth marketer. Uh, so this week we're talking Mastodon for Marketers. Should we bother with it? It's like another social network, not another one. Thanks for downloading. Now, with all the drama surrounding Twitter, you might have heard of Mastodon, which is a decentralised social media platform, much like Twitter. Okay, and it's been putting on millions of users over the last few months. But what exactly is it? And should we bother about it? Uh, if you're wondering about what words like decentralised and fediverse mean, and want to know if you should spend any time on this Mastodon thing, then listen up, OK? This week, I'm joined by Young Soo Chung, who's the host of the First Class Founders podcast, also founder of the e-commerce brand Urban EDC, and the founder of GrowthJet, which is a climate-neutral certified third-party logistics company. Uh, check out all the links in the show notes. There's lots of them. Tap away. We're going to talk all things Mastodon. Um can I also mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Lovely if you could give the pod a shout on social media. Also, subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Young Su was to explain what Mastodon is. Yeah, so Mastodon, in its simplest terms, is a decentralised Twitter. So. Right. It actually has a lot of the same features as Twitter. So, you know, there's, um, they, they call it a toot on Mastodon. So instead of a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you can toot whatever you want. And then people can favorite the toot or they can boost it, which is the equivalent of a retweet on Twitter. And you can follow people. You can unfollow people. It's, it's very similar. But I think the biggest difference really is in the approach. And yeah. so... It's a uh, it's a decentralized Twitter. That's really the best way of putting it. Yeah, I like this idea of tooting. I mean, tooting. I don't know whether it's the same in the in the states, but tooting in the UK means something completely different. Really? Yes. It's like you know, if if your dog's in the living room, and and there's a a foul smell suddenly appears oh. in the room. That's <laughs> have you tooted? <laughs> you know, we have uh, two French bulldogs that love love to. Um, toot i guess so i'm very familiar with that <laughs> so it always amuses me when i have to press that toot button um I've, maybe that's on purpose because uh it's a it's an animal and um yeah i don't know it's uh you know it's actually uh a german software engineer uh created the product right so i'm not sure yeah it's not an american product no 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 not at all we'll talk about that in a bit because i'd really i'd like to hear your opinion about that um so explain this decentralized versus centralized because if we look at twitter twitter is what's called a centralized network right and mastodon is decentralized what does that actually mean yeah so twitter has one server and at the moment because of all the recent stuff that's happened with mm. elon musk i mean it's clearly like he's pretty much the only stakeholder he makes yeah. all the calls and he's kind of like a, a dictator of Twitter currently. Yeah. And so, you know, he makes decisions on whether someone should be kicked off the platform or brought back, like, you know, this whole controversy with um, Donald Trump getting back. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really, 
so the, the Twitter, the centralized server is, is you know, everyone's on, on this one server. So, you know, when you sign up for Twitter, you go to twitter.com, you create your username and password and, and you're on, right? Yeah. Um, but with Mastodon, it's a little different in that there is no centralized server. Uh, and so you actually have to go and find a server that resonates with you. And, and these are called instances in mm. Mastodon language. And you, there's a bunch of websites that aggregates instances and you can kind of search for, you know, your, your interests or whatnot and try to find your community that you want to join, um, for this instance or server. And so you join a server and what's really interesting for me is that each server has their own set of rules. It's governance. Yeah. And so this is really unique in that it's kind of like, um, you know, I was trying to find an analogy for this. Um, and I think it's like, um, you know, in, in the U.S., you have obviously the entire country. Yep. And then each individual uh, individual state has their yep. own state laws as well. Sure. And so if you look at um, state laws and federal laws, and there's always been this kind of, you know, pull, push and pull um, throughout history. And so um, sometimes state laws are, are, you know, they have more power or, or, or the federal government wants to impose something on the states. And so um, in my opinion, it's kind of like um, a centralized service like Twitter is, you know, you're living under one country and you yeah. have a dictator and he di- just creates all the rules. Yeah, versus, there's versus, just like one set of rules for everybody, right? Exactly. And then. For Mastodon, it's like you have to choose which state you want to live in. So even though you're going to be living in that country, you still have to pick what area of the country you want to live in. And yeah. so you pick a state based off of values. So like, um, you know, California, for example, where I live, um, you know, it's it's different than somewhere like Florida or Texas. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the values. You choose a server or an instance on Mastodon based off of, you know, who you kind of um, want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of golf clubs. I like that analogy of all the states. That's a really good one. I haven't heard that one before. And that's a really good one. I was thinking golf clubs because you, you, you go to a golf club and not all golf, golf clubs have the same set of rules. Some of them you, you can't wear jeans. Other ones you can wear a pair of jeans. Do you, you, you know what I mean? And, that's and, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to pick the one that kind of, like you said, resonates w- with you, I suppose, haven't you? Um and and I think I heard something quite interesting about when Elon Musk was buying Twitter, and he was kind of like saying the Twitter is like the town hall, and he wanted it to become like the town hall. Well, I I don't I don't really see see Twitter as that town hall. It, it is like you what you said. There's one set of rules. Well, with town halls, particularly here in the UK, there's town halls all over the country, and they've all got their own little rules about how they all run things. Exactly. So I I kind of like how Macedon. You know, each each server has their own. You know, some some servers say, "Hey, you can't swear," or other servers yeah. are perfectly fine with it. Um, but it's it's really interesting to see. You know, I saw a lot of conversation recently because so many people are joining Mastodon now from Twitter, and there's a lot of discussion right now that's um, about whether or not the servers should be moderated somehow, kind of like the you know on the federal level and. And that's been really interesting to me because, um, yeah, I mean, at what point do you want to start moderating the instances themselves? Because, um, you know, let's say we have instances that are 
I don't know, maybe getting a little out of control. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's going to be really interesting to see how, how this all plays out. Because right now, I think people are generally very, very they're very friendly. Um, you know, everyone wants Mastodon to succeed. And this yeah. is all on Mastodon. And we haven't really seen a lot of kind of like arguments or, or fighting. Um, but I think as more people join and the, and the opinions yeah. are, are, are different, it's, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it will. Do, do you think a lot of people will come over thinking it is just like Twitter when it's not? I think people always try to put something in a box to try to understand what it is. Yeah. And so naturally people will think that it is Twitter um, when they first come over. But then I think as they as they start using it, they may find that it's the culture of it is is also different. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah, you know, it's it's a, a bit of a learning curve. But I, I think that um, people will get used to it. It's it's a diff- it's a little it's different for sure. Yeah, um, a, yeah, I found it quite different, to be honest, because like you said about like there's there's some of these servers which don't allow swearing, for example. So if you come from Twitter and you start your potty mouth or something and then you get somebody tells you off and you get you can't argue you just need to go to a server that that allows people to swear it's as simple as that right exactly yeah exactly yeah um, yeah do, do you think we need to get rid of this word service because i think myself is that it, it you can tell it's been built by a bunch of web developers and and devs right oh, oh for, for sure yeah, for sure it, instances servers th- things like that do you think we need to call these communities or groups or something would that help do you think that that might help with uh, mainstream adoption. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting because uh, I I don't know if yeah I think communities could work. Yeah, you know what that that's better word than than yeah. instances or servers because that doesn't really communicate any type of uh, feeling or emotion, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking if you come over from Twitter and the first thing you get asked when you try and join that Mastodon is like which server do you want to join or which instance <laughs> do you want to join? It's like I don't know. I just, I just, right. I just want to post post my cat pictures and my dog pictures up, and it's like, which one? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I agree. I think I think community is a better word for it. Um, but maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's also maybe too played out. Like community, like what is a community? I mean, it could be like a forum or yeah. I don't know. It's it's it'll be interesting to see how how that all plays out. Yeah, sure. Um, one one thing you did mention was this is this is kind of like German software or the the guy who developed it is is German so it it does have a very I don't know I can tell it I know that you can but I can tell it it has a very European feel to it right can you tell that being in in America you know I I can't well the the first thing that jumped out at me was um the the word favorite uh is you know (laughs) f-a-v-o spelled properly you you are exactly (laughs) so that that when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm, you know, that's that's interesting." But um, other than that, it's just to me, it looks like, you know, uh, it's it's a very software engineering like tech geek. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the platform isn't. There's a lot of. Uh, yeah, it just feels very techy. I guess is the yeah. right way. Yeah, I think it, it needs a bit of an overhaul on the user interface. But I suppose being open soft software and that that means that anybody can go in and build a, an interface for it if they wanted to. Yes, exactly. So that's this is the beauty of open source software, which is um, you know anyone can can build on top of it. And um, I've actually started using a different app on my phone. Um, that's not the official Mastodon app, but sure. um, 
and I found that it's a lot cleaner and I just really enjoy the user interface a lot better. So uh, I know some people actually use a Mastodon as a Chrome extension. Yeah. And so that's kind of interesting too. And, and um, yeah, it, it's um, it, the beauty of open source. And this is also the whole decentralized nature. I mean, people can build Mastodon in any type of environment, which yeah. is um, really nice. But I guess also can be confusing if yeah. you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And the other big thing where Mastodon differs from Twitter is that, shock horror, there is no algorithm at play. I mean, that's it, we're in 2022 and there's no algorithm at play. I mean, what's going on here? Right. Yeah. No, I, I that was kind of a, a surprise to me, too. Um, but in my opinion, this is kind of like, um, you know, it's 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 more real world conversations. Yeah. And so, you know, when you tell a friend an incredible story they may tell two other people that same story yeah and then that story spreads to a few other people and that's kind of like the the boost on mastodon and there's no yeah. algorithm there it's real world storytelling yeah. that's so good that they relay that story onto someone else and i feel like that's mastodon is more like a real world representation instead of like you know, like I'm walking down and then all of a sudden I hear a voice in my head. It's like an algorithm. Like, hey, did you see this? Like, yeah. 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 So. Well, it's like, it's like what you said. You, you you tell a story and then to your friend and your fr who could be a follower, right? Let's call mm -hmm. him a follower. And then mm -hmm. their follower tells that story onto their followers and that. But with the Twitter example, with the algorithm, it, kind of like that would be like just walking randomly up to somebody who you've never met and don't know and just telling them the story. Exactly. And then they tell you, you know, they tell you a random story that, that they've also seen that, you know, and it could be like a, it could be a random story. That's like, it could be like a political story that everyone is talking about. And people are getting, you know, algorithms love, um, they also love like anger because it drives mm. up engagement. Right. Yeah. So yeah. someone could literally be telling you a story that makes them angry and you, you're just listening to that because of the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's interesting to see because one of the things I was reading the other day is how the the favorite little button and the which I suppose is very similar to Twitter's like and the boost thing which is similar to the retweet neither of those have any algorithm attached to them so it, it doesn't whereas Twitter kind of works on the extreme doesn't it it'll look at how extreme posts and angrier posts I suppose would tend to get more retweets more likes which then activates the algorithm to push them out further correct would, would that be right that's that's exactly right so uh there is no algorithm on mastodon yeah however i mean it you know a, a toot can spread um yeah by just you know if a lot of people boost it uh then then it obviously gets more views uh so it's like it's a more natural form of sharing in my opinion than uh than the algorithm which doesn't care about anything other than engagement and doesn't care, you know, whether it's hate, hateful messages or yeah. generally it's mostly, to be honest, like mostly fear type yeah. messages yeah. that tend to get a lot of, you know, controversial stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be in a world where it, you know, you don't have to hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I found it quite peaceful. It's like a like a Sunday afternoon, I suppose. It was quite. It is quite nice, I, uh, I think. Um, one thing which I, I think I'll point out, and I'm sure you'll agree, is like you have to follow people on Mastodon because if you don't follow people, you won't get anything in your home feed, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, 
so I guess the best way to kind of put this is, is like you have like an address. So once you join a community or, or, or you know, server instance, um, you 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 get a like a, almost like an email address, and anybody on Mastodon can follow anybody else on Mastodon. So even if you join a uh, community that's for let's say sharing cat photos, for example, yeah. You can still follow uh, somebody who, you know, like let's say a politician who's on Mastodon and they're not part of that cat share, cat photo sharing yeah. uh, community. So yeah. it's kind of like I can send an email out to anybody else, um, but they may be using a different email host than mine, but that's okay. We can still talk to each other. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. It is similar to email, really, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's it's um you know you're 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 sending out information right your your toots are are, are little bits of um of content or information mm. and uh, it's kind of like you're almost like mass emailing a short little mini blog post to all of your followers yeah um and so yeah that's been um it's been really interesting yeah. Do you think marketing folk need to approach something like Mastodon differently to Twitter? Yeah, I, I think that um, first of all, there's a lot less marketing happening on Mastodon now, mm. and it's funny because you know once so e each platform ha has this phase where in the beginning stages everything is pure, the, you know everyone is like happy and you know um, it's all about the community and engagement, and then and then the marketers start start showing up, right? And <laughs> yeah. then and ruin everything. They, they ruin everything, so they. Uh, <laughs> They start, you know, I don't know, this, oh, hey, here, download this, whatever, or, you know, yeah. whatever. So um, I've seen a lot of um, people talking about how they don't want to ruin Mastodon yeah. um, with marketers. But, you know, you know it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. Where, where there's people, there's always going to be marketers that want to take advantage of that, right? So, yeah. um, oh, one, one more thing I should mention is that sure. there, there are no ads on Mastodon. No, that's true. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah. It's a huge difference. So your your feed is clean. Um, yeah. You don't see any random promoted uh, toots or anything like that like you do on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and that's been that that's interesting. And and so I guess the the way that in terms of the the uh, business model of Mastodon, each server the admins actually have like a donation page. So when sure. you join a community, um, you, you can decide to whether or not you want to donate like, I don't know, five, $5 to them a month just to help them with their server costs. Yeah. Uh, and so actually that really has this sense of community feel where you're, where you're kind of working together um, within this community instead of like Twitter where it's like, okay, I have to see these ads uh, and that's how they pay for their, server but um it's a very different approach yeah and i suppose that will force marketers into doing more community driven stuff to try and get noticed rather than just buying an ad yeah no i think i think that there's a lot of opportunity on mastodon especially now since it's so early mm, yeah um so you know what i what i found um very useful is using hashtags that are either trending yeah or um just just big big hashtags yeah and so um, because there's like a, I guess a little bit of a discoverability issue, um, since there's no algorithm. Sure. Um, what I found is if you use the hashtags, people are searching for those hashtags because the, the feed itself is very, like you said, it's a lot quieter yeah. than Twitter. And yeah. so people are actually 
they want to see more content, which is very, very rare in today's world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so if you use hashtags, uh, I found that um, they'll search for a hashtag that they're interested in, and then they, you know, if they see your account, they'll click on it and then scroll through and they may follow you or, or, or whatever. But I, I found that using the hashtags are, um, are, are is more important on Mastodon than, than Twitter. Yeah, and you can follow hashtags as well, which I thought was quite useful. You can you can like search for a hashtag and then click a follow button, and they and anybody who uses that hashtag appears in your feed, which I found quite useful. That's very useful. Yeah, um, I use that 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 quite a bit. And um, one thing I have found, kind of like from a marketing perspective and everything, is is that. It, the direct engagement style posts that you would see on Twitter, sort of like how to make a million dollars in 10 minutes, those sorts of posts, those driven posts, they, the, I don't know, boilerplate type posts, they don't tend to work very well. And they're kind of like the top 10 reasons you need a something to do whatever, right? They don't tend to work too well. It seems to be almost like, I dare to say it, proper conversation works better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you found that that is exactly right um it's yeah like like i mentioned earlier the the conversations on mastodon now are very pure yeah and it's really about engaging with others within the community and so it does feel very you know it, it feels it works way better to just engage with them and um you know kind of if, they, if someone asks a question like someone was asking a question about um you know, how do I do this on Mastodon? And, you know, I just hopped in there and answered and they were, you know, they favorite, favorite the dude and they're, you know, they're really happy and they, mm. you know, so, so it's, it's very, it's much about like helping others uh, through engaging conversations versus just saying, you know, how to do this. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you think it will go kind of mainstream or, or not? Or do you think Twitter will kind of sort itself out and, if, you know, all the hassle and the drama will never have happened. Yeah, so I I would not bet against Elon Musk. Yeah, um, he's obviously PayPal, um, Tesla, SpaceX. He's he's gonna make sure that it it works. Um, but I think the more interesting thing here is that um, this trend towards decentralization, which it's been around for a while, the concepts, hmm. but I think that it's it's really starting to get in people's you know, their, their minds. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you heard of this term called the, the Fediverse. Yeah. 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 So there, so Mastodon's actually just one app within a universe of other apps that are also decentralized. Sure. And, um, so for example, there's an app called pixel fed and that's essentially Instagram, but it's decentralized. So you have to yeah. join a community and do the same thing. But anyway, so, I think that um, this whole movement towards decentralized um, content or, or media is, I think it's here to stay in terms of its, its con- concept. Yeah. I'm just not, not sure if um, what form will be most popular. Like, you know, Mastodon seems like it's, it's gaining steam now. Um, but I'm just not sure if another f- mm. version of it or, yeah. um, you know, yeah. one of these other services might take off. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you talk about the kind of like this decentralized, like Fediverse thing. I mean, I suppose you can you can look at that again, like like you mentioned email, where you could have a you can send an email, and it it doesn't matter whether you've got a Mac or whether you've got a PC or you're on an Android phone, an iPhone. It doesn't matter what kind of email client you use, what software you use. It's it's an email because it's a it's a protocol that sends email, correct? And any anybody who has has a bit of software capable of receiving email can get it. And that's what this decentralised thing is. So there could very well be 20 different, totally different social media networks all connected together. So you could be on Mastodon and, like you said, still see posts on that pixel thing. Yes, exactly. And and the community for uh, within this Fediverse is very strong. So they promote mm. other services within this Fediverse. And so... Um, you know, the other day I was thinking about, um, cause you know how email, like a newsletter, you own that relationship yeah. with your audience and same thing with a podcast like this one where people subscribe to it and they, you know, no one can take that away from you. Like Apple or Google can't say, Hey, sorry, we changed the algorithm. Your subscribers are gone now. Right. Yeah. Um, there, but then I was thinking about the equivalent to that for, for video, because we don't have that right now, uh, in the mainstream. So sure. YouTube, TikTok, they all have, they're all centralized, so they could all just disappear one day, and then yeah. you would lose all You'd your- Lose everything, wouldn't you? Lose everything. So there's actually um, a version on the Fediverse called uh, PeerTube. Right. And that is a decentralized YouTube, essentially. And I'm really intrigued by that, because I, I think that there will be a day where um, we have a, a video equivalent to what we have with audio and podcast. Yeah. Um, and we don't have that yet. Yeah, no, no. I think another way to explain this Fediverse would be, would be to say kind of like, if you had a if you had your Facebook app on your phone, you could read tweets and follow people on Twitter, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like everything is interconnected, and nobody, not one person, owns everything. Because I've downloaded all my data and all the photographs which I've posted on Twitter over the past God knows how many years. I've downloaded them because. I'm thinking if it does, then I've lost, you know, photographs of walks and holidays and things like that. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. That every everything is connected in the Fediverse, and that's um, that's quite powerful actually. If you if you think about yeah. it, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely fascinating. I could chat for hours and hours about this because I'm having fun with Mastodon and I'm quite enjoying it. But one thing I can't remember is my handle. Can you remember yours? Where can we follow you? Yeah, so on Mastodon, I'm um, at Y-S at M-A-S dot T-O. Right. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes where, where, so folks can <laughs> tap on it. And where else can we can we find you? Tell us tell us where your website and your bits are. Yeah. So um, I have a new entrepreneurial podcast. It's called uh, First Class Founders. Cool. So you can go to firstclassfounders.com to listen to any episodes and subscribe if you like them. Um, so that's kind of the... The main thing that I'm doing now, cool. um, I'm also on Twitter, if you're not ready to jump <laughs> on Mastodon, um, that's at Yong Su Chung. So Y-O-N-G-S-O-O-C-H-U-N-G. Fantastic. Brilliant. What I'll do is I'll put a whole bunch of links in the show notes so folks can tap away on that and um, go and find you. Uh, Yong Su, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John. I really uh, enjoyed our conversation. 
Thanks again to Young Su for his time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.